welcome back to the final season of System of Trivia, the podcast where we ran out of woos. This is Brent. I guess I'm wooless. <laughs> and I'm I'm Jason's Prodas Cranium. <laughs> are you are you feeling wooly? I'm feeling no. wooly. You might want to get sheared. I'm feeling wooly. I'm gonna get you know, sheared. I'm a fucking I jump and shear me. Let's go, bitch. Okay, so if I come off as being on edge this episode, it's because this fly has been, like, bothering me in, in, in my office. You need to watch Karate Kid, okay? And use the chopsticks. To... I don't have chopsticks. You better, you better shit some. Kitchen. You better shit some. I don't think that would make very effective chopsticks. Well, the dookie would attract the fly, and then you can just snap it and kill it. Well, no, but then they would need to be solid for me to stab them, right? So then they would need to be, like, they would need to dry out. What? Why are we talking about this? Oh, my God. You know, okay, hold on. The term, you better shit me some, does not mean that you shit a shit item. It means that you I have never in my entire life, until this moment, heard the phrase, you better shit me some. I heard it a lot in the and so mm. the term does not mean that you shit a duplicate of the item. It means that you shit the item, and it's mm. not made of shit. It's the item. Oh, it's not. It's not a shit. Like you, like you better. You it's, better find me something. I you better you, produce you better, it. You better shit it out. Okay. 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 Mm. okay. Well, I don't have chopsticks other on my ass well, either, so it might be. I mean, I think it might be good. Sounds point. like you're not a very kinky fellow. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Yeah. Yeah, he says. Yeah. I don't think I could catch a fly with chopsticks. Why not? Shit or I not. Mean, I mean, Ralph oh. Macho did it, and he's not exactly special. That's movie magic. I hate to break it to you. Also, Santa Claus is in here. The hell you say? <laughs> I'm fucking Santa Claus, okay? <laughs> Fuck off. What you say? Move every zig. Wow, that was a throwback. <laughs> wow. I think that's before Jathan's time. Wow. Jathan, what? I, I think. Wow. Do you remember? Wow. What was that from? I can't remember the name what of that. What was that from? It's, uh, Zero Wing? Zero Wing. All your base. All your yeah, base. The meme was called base. All your base. base. All your base. Jeff, do you remember Bargain all your base? Were you too young for that? Too young. Too oh no! All your base are belong to me. I get it, but like I don't. He gets it, but he doesn't really get you it. You weren't there for like the. Yeah, that's so disappointing. All right, fans of the Why? podcast. By the way, I have switched from iOS to Android. It only took me three years. Yeah, well, he's uh, real happy about it. I got a nice phone. And just like so. every other time this has happened in another year, he'll be back to iOS. No, mm. that, that's not remotely true. I thought you needed iOS for work. No, nope. No, it was just to try something new. Yeah, it was uh, an influence, uh, an experiment. It was an influence by others. Mm. Pretty much everyone in the office used iOS, and they made fun of me for using a Java phone, which Android hasn't been Java in ten years or whatever. So mm. whatever. I know the Pixels definitely aren't. Pixel. Oh, that reminds me. What the fuck? I couldn't find a Pixel 5. I couldn't find a Pixel 4, a 4A. Hmm. They had Pixel 3s, refurbished Pixel 3s, but I'm not going to buy a refurbished phone. You know? Like, man, I I was kind of hoping to get on the Pixel train, but no, they didn't have any in stock. Fuck you, Chris. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. So, Jathan. Well, what's new in your world? Nothing, really. Nothing, really. You're very quiet. Cheer up. I know. I'm I'm really tired. I I've had a long week so far. Mm-hmm. Did you not mm-hmm. get a nappy? Mm-hmm. I definitely didn't get a nappy. Why didn't you get a nappy? Mm. Just rack out on oh, your desk. Rack out your desk for like ten minutes. That's a good. That's a good little cat nap. You're supposed to take ten minute really? breaks every hour anyway. You can take a nap with partners. It'd be a real cat nap. 
Yeah, take no. a take a cat nap with Marge. He's just he's just no <laughs> no. I'm I okay. Think he should, I think you should introduce regular naps into your life. You should. That sounds like you might absolutely. I mean, the problem is I took off Monday and half of Tuesday this week, so I'm super behind at work. Well, mm. so then mm. you did, haven't had a long week. You've had a very short week. Well, I took off those days because we closed on the house. Okay. Yeah. And so it's not like I was doing nothing. But you weren't well, working. You were you were moving, packing to move. I, you were working different components of your physical being. There you go. That's it. So now you have a chance to rest your body yeah. and exercise your mind. There you go. Oh. Free mm-hmm. your mind, bring your own container. What? 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 Jason, <laughs> are you going to be glad we'll be stopped doing this? Yeah, honestly... Let's just be done now. Let's not even wait for December. No, fuck that. No, we gotta go with a bang, man. We are gonna have a fucking rager. I'm gonna send hookers and blow to everybody that comes to the house to the that comes to the shit show. Just kidding. He's inviting us to his house. No, Uh, no. Speaking on behalf of System Ministry as a whole, I would like to say that we do not condemn Peyton's actions or suggestions. No, we will not. do that. You said don't condemn. Condone. Oh, we don't condone. Jesus Uh, Christ! You, you. We don't condemn or condone. As an individual, I definitely condemn all of this. The whole last like seven years, condemn. Oh come on, man! Such a sour. It's been a lot of fun. I mean, come on. We had shitting dick nipples. We talked about duck rape. I mean, you know, we've talked about a lot of good stuff here. It's been a time. It's been a time. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like half a day. You know. Okay. So tonight. Tonight we're gonna have a jailbreak. We are talking. No. Darn. We are talking about. Alternative hardware architectures in the data center. Specifically, CPU architectures. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. that being said, mm-hmm. what are y'all drinking? <sighs> Jason. Yeah? What are you drinking? You guys are going to get mad at me. Water? Is it push Is light? it water? It's just water. Why would we get mad at you? After all the After problems. The, the only reason why I would like get mad at the, you. All the hassle. Yeah, the only reason why I get mad at you is because every time we're drinking water, you're like, well, I'm the only one doing it for the fans. This is a... Yeah. So the only we reason we're say, mad is because you're a hypocrite. We get to say, not because we told you're you actually so. drinking water. That's, a, that's all we get to say. Also, shout out A-Mayor. Yeah. And Mr. Gruel and Dranks. Fuck taters and forge. Jathan. Jathan, do you have any shout outs? Shout out to Jathan. No. And his mom. Yeah, shout out to Jathan. <laughs> Shout out to my wife. School buffs. School buffs. There we go. My wife. We have a thanks, baby. You're the best. She's watching. They're they're watching Big Brother. All right. Anyway, shout out to Five Hour Energy. So, what are you drinking there, Brent? Maybe that's what I need. Yeah, dude. Seriously, get like the extra stuff. My doctor told me I should drink Five Hour Energy instead of instead of diet sodas. And I was like, you know, I can understand that because there's there's a lot less sugar in Five Hour. There's no there's no sugar in no sugar in diet soda. But it's aspartame. It's like aspartame. Oh oh, I missed the diet soda part. Yeah, yeah, my brain just skipped. But that that shit like makes me like way too wired. Like I I tend to I tend to crash really hard off of Five Hour Energy. I had some back in college, but it was not. Are you sure it was Five Hour Energy and not something else? Yes. Was it cocaine? Was it cocaine? No. Was it nose candy? Was, no. it was it heroin? No. No, no, Was no. it smack? Was it Four Loco? Four, four, four Loco. We've all had our Four Locos before, but... You know, I've never had a Four Loco. I always wanted to try it, and now it's you, you can't find it anywhere. Dude, you missed out on the best point in our entire lives. No, I, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think it was all that was cracked up to be. 
Uh, yeah, it was. Like, people dying because they drank too much Four loco. that's fucking nuts. I mean, people die because they drink too much alcohol in general, so... Yeah, but not, like, at the same rate. Whatever. Anyway. Well, I th- well maybe I should just do it like a... Was it Speedball? Instead? Yeah, do Speedball. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure that'll... <laughs> just, just, uh, I'm sure that'll just be better a, for know, me. Just throw that meth in your body, and you'll be like uh, the Nazis in World War II. I don't know. I think it's people's, uh, was it cocaine and heroin? Something like that. I, I I've never done drugs or partaken or around people doing drugs, so I would have no I don't Okay, know. for anyone listening, if they just happen to tune in on this episode first, I'm totally kidding. This is uh, this is a DEA administrivia. <laughs> yeah. None of us really do drugs. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. I do the legal stuff that my doctor says I have to do, because mm. I'm going to live a long time. What are you drinking, yeah. Brontosaurus? Oh, I'm drinking water. Hey, guess what? So I'm I'm triplets. Are you drinking water, water too? Hey, this is this guys, has this been is like the first time. This is going to be the worst episode ever. Just turn it off. No, it's be a great James episode. Why are you in such a Why are you in such a bad mood? Hey, you're you're, I told you're you, peaking I am, a little bit there, Brent. I know. I am like seriously tired. Like I could just go to sleep right now. Okay. okay. I mean, I was up but until four thirty a.m. with a child last nice. night. Why do you have to externalize that? Yeah. Let's delve Suck into the inner tape and let's record Why? a podcast. Give me a fucking woo and let's go. Why? Yes. Do you feel the need for or speed? compulsion to? Maybe if he had some speed. Maybe. <laughs> Why do you feel the need or compulsion to externalize these internal struggles? Yeah, you're struggling internally. I, I think you should. I think you should just take a deep breath, let out the biggest, loudest woo you've wooed in your entire life. Pet your damn cat, and let's record a podcast. Weirdly enough, that actually might work. It might. Then I'm going to drive to Pennsylvania, and I'm going Good. to poop on your porch. Great. I'll have the cops waiting for you. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Uh, what if you What if you pooped on his couch? No, that would be unacceptable. <laughs> but the porch, Wait, at least you can what? pick it up with a shovel. What? You can do it on the on the couch too. Yeah, but it's different. Like it's going to stain. <laughs> I don't know. You get some resolve on it right quick. You might not. Resolve. All right. It sounds like he wants me to poop on your couch instead of your porch, Peyton. I kind of do. Bring it, because then I would kick your ass and make you uh, rub your nose in the poop. <laughs> you literally couldn't hurt me. I, 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 I could. I could. I could snap you in half. No. Dude, all I'd do is sit okay. on you, and you'd be able to move. You'd be like, oh, get off of me. <laughs> Peyton, yes. I know what you can do instead. Talk about my tip? Well, I was going to say you could give him your tip. I would give him my tip, absolutely. The tip of my yeah, finger, see, right, right, in his, right in his cornhole. Okay. He holds you deep in so, his loins. This is going to be more <laughs> of a story instead of a tip, but the tip will be mm. part of the story. So, my mother is... Is this like an Aesop's Fable kind of a thing? Uh, maybe? I mean, okay. there's not there's not like a, a hidden morality or, you know, a moral of the story. It's... It's more of a don't do this because it's dumb. So it's like an anti Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So my mom comes to visit me. Mm. She's a lawyer. Oh, I know. She's what a lawyer in Texas. Be. Yep. She's a lawyer. Oh, she's, that makes, ten, that makes yes. this ten times worse. Yes. Okay. okay. So she's a lawyer. She's in Texas. She comes to visit me. She visited Nashville, which is where some of my family lives. And then she came up to PA, where I live. And mm-hmm. she said that her laptop was not working. She couldn't connect to Wi-Fi. It was really slow. It was blinking out her. So I said, well, let me see it. And mm-hmm. I took a look at it, and it was acting very suspicious. There was uh, no JS running on it, stuff like that. I'm like, hmm, hmm, interesting. I don't know why you would have no JS running. Yeah, exactly. 
So I did a restore on it to the 8th. So she was here on the on the mm-hmm. 12th. I restored it to the 8th. And then I'm watching her, and she goes to press the power button to turn the computer off. And I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. It, it gets better, so don't, don't think this is it. I'm like, what are you doing? Don't mm-hmm. do it like that. You just close the lid. She's like, well, won't that... Won't it keep running? I said, no, it'll suspend and it'll be okay. Like, you're fine. What I failed to acknowledge, recognize, and or take care of was the lack of password needed to enter her computer. Mm-hmm. So she mm-hmm. was set up as owner and no password. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think anything of it because, you know, whatever. It's her laptop, it's her life. You know, I'll do what I can to it. What have you. Yeah, you don't want to be that I don't, guy. I've done a lot of support for her over the years and, you know, whatever. So she leaves. She takes an Uber down to the airport because I had to work and Emily didn't want to drive down with the kids. And she gets down there. And like two days later, she's texting me and my wife and saying, do you know where my laptop is? The last time I saw it was there on the couch. You told me to turn it off that way. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, I don't know where my laptop Mm. is. So I look around because maybe she left it here. But nope, it's not here. So then I'm like, okay. Do you you need to sign into your laptop? Because I didn't remember if she had a password or not. She's like, no, I don't. Mm. I said, okay, do you have it connected to Microsoft? No. Okay, well, there goes my options, uh, finding it via that route. Uh, What do you have on there? Chrome, Dropbox. Okay, check your Chrome. Okay, I see a Chrome search for this email address the day I lost it. Okay, all right. What about Dropbox? I can't see where that is. Okay, all right. So, you know, I'm like, listen, you need to probably just call the TSA. It's probably left there, you know. Do what you can. I can't help you with this. Mm-hmm. Like You're going to have to just, you know, work on it yourself. I mean, you're a lawyer. You should be able to handle this. So she emails the TSA. The TSA get back to her. Oh, yeah, it's here. We'll send it to you. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. But my biggest concern is the fact that she's walking around a major international airport with a laptop without a password or any kind of security whatsoever. And, and where the hell did that Google search I, result come from? I don't know. I don't know. I, I It's possible that someone picked up the laptop, typed in a search, and it was like, wait a minute, this isn't my laptop, and gave it to TSA. Mm. But I don't know. You know, and the... And why search an email address? Right, right. That's the other thing. Like, why would you search an email address? Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. A lot of weird things. A lot of weird things. A lot of weird things. Not, lot of weird things. Up there. So, uh, anyway, she did get a new laptop. She got... What's it be rooted by, like... <laughs> well... <laughs> I like the when, when she gets it, I'm going to be like, okay, listen, here's what you're going to do. You're going to turn off Wi-Fi. You're going to wipe it. You're yeah. going to pull only your Word files on a brand new flash drive. And then mm. you're going to take that laptop and you're going to recycle it somewhere. Because there, I don't, wouldn't trust mm. it. I wouldn't trust it within 10 feet of my house. You yeah. never know who did what on that. I mean, never mind that she's at yeah. my house with it. You know, when it's compromised. Right. Doing right. God knows what. But anyway, she did get a new laptop. She does. She has the fingerprint recognition, so at least has some security on it. Laughable, mm-hmm. whatever. But still, so no, I mean, it's better than not having a right, password. Right. The moral of the story is: have a password for your shit. Make sure it's encrypted. Make sure it's backed up. Because if you do lose it, because chances are you you're gonna lose a laptop at some point. All you have to do is just back up your restore your data. You know. Uh, what? Chances are, I'm never gonna do that. Well. Okay, I mean, you can't predict. That in her defense, she does have seizure disorder. She does have some issues with short-term memory because of some medical issues she's had in her past. So, like, I give her some benefit, but in reality, she should not have done that at all. Mm. Like, Either way, all I'm saying is, chances are you'll lose a laptop. I don't think that's the case. Well, for most okay, people. when it happens to you, I will point and laugh and say, "I told you so." Well, this podcast will be long gone. 
and we will not talk anymore. Well, it'll, I mean, it'll I call shenanigans. I call shenanigans. We'll talk oh, a lot, Jason. Hey, so, what's that themed restaurant you like? Is it a fruity place with all the shit on the walls? Yeah. Shenanigans? You mean shenanigans? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That movie's so great. <laughs> and he's holding out the butt of the gun like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, you, you, said, you said the you next said. person said shenanigans is going to pistol whip. There yeah, you go. And you can read like, all of that in, in the little smarmy script on his head. Yes. <laughs> Have your fun. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So that's been my tip. Password your shit, back it up, encrypt it, and then you don't have to worry about losing it if you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This has been my turgid, meaty, membranous tip. Jathan knows all about how how membranous it is. He'll tell you sometime. Mm -hmm. Uh Back to you, Brent. You might want to see a doctor about that. No, no. Membranous is fine. No, it's fine. It's a a term for it. I don't know. Google. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Membranous. I'll, I'll Google it right do now. It. Do it up. I know I'm right. You can't doubt me. Can't stop, won't stop. Let's go buffs. Either from the classical Latin membranius, uh-huh. made from parchment uh-huh. consisting of or uh-huh. resembling a membrane, uh-huh. or firmed in English as membrane plus ES. Uh-huh. What do you think they call it? Hanging brain there, Brontosaurus. Alternative form of membranous. Okay, hold on. What do you think they call it? Hanging brain. Look up membranous. Membranous tip. Did you call me? <laughs> Having the qualities of or pertaining to a membrane. All right, this is already getting kind of gross, Peter. Well, I, I, accompanying the formation of a usually okay. abnormal membrane. Can I just tell you that I hate definitions that include the word in the definition? <laughs> membranous. To be or a membranous. Thin... What the fuck? That's not a definition. Fuck off. To be of a membrane. <laughs> Oh, or thin, pliable, and often transparent. Peyton's over there with his, his transparent tip. There you go. <laughs> He's like, see? see? I told you. All right. All right, let's talk about that alternative architecture here. So, if you were going to have an alternative architecture, would you mm-hmm. go for, like, more of a low-power thing? I mean, a lot of I mean, it, it kind of depends on, on what you're doing. Well, yeah. sure, 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 yeah. sure, 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 sure. If I were paying the electric bill, though, sure, arm sounds pretty appealing. <laughs> but yeah, but, I mean, the problem is, it's yeah, I mean, it's getting better, especially with ARM sixty four. But it's it's not there. Yeah, you know? it's like, it, it struggles. It struggles. A lot. I think it depends what you're doing, dude. You can so, use right, it in so AWS. It's like microservices, right? Like everybody and their mom is now on the microservices fad. Yeah, but they're running into Fat. problems because they think. Well, here's the thing: because they think Microsoft microservices solve everything, they don't. They're for a limited scope of problems that they can solve. Right. And I think when you look at one component of a thing like microservices, like ARM, you're going to run into problems expecting a magic bullet that can be applied to everything. So if you just look at the power consumption, consumption? power consumption of ARM, the yeah, power gumption, power, power gumption, power gumption, calculator, the improved power consumption calculator. of of ARM, you're going to run into issues mm-hmm. when you need to do stuff that is only doable on x86 or only doable in a feasible manner on x86. Well, I, I think what I'd like to see is I'd like to see some of the more popular applications actually written for ARM instead of just like a port for it, you know? I'd like to see stuff, you know, made to make use of the architecture so that it can actually be used as opposed to... Oh well, you know, we ported it over from, and here's the bugs, and we'll never fix them. 
Mm. You know. So here's a question okay. that's related but not directly about the topic necessarily. Save okay. it for later. Do you think? No. Okay. Do you think that we will see more alternative architectures come first to desktop computing or to the desktop? Well, we already have because the M1. Well, yeah, we're already we're already there. We're already right. That's that. why I think. So, do you think that Apple, you know, innovating with the M1 chips? They're not really innovating. I mean, the Pinebook's been around for ages. Yeah, but the Pinebook. More yeah, but the Pinebook arm... isn't like an everyday. Yeah, you know, and it doesn't have the power computer. that an M1 has. I mean, you know, I've. Yeah, because they want to keep it cheap. You know, well, I mean, they, there's no, okay. there's nothing stopping a Pinebook from having sure the sure like the equitable power. You know, but it would the, be a thousand dollars or you know, fifteen hundred dollars. Well, right, exactly, and that's part. But of anyway, so my question is: Do you think that will help us get faster to alternative architectures in the data center? Probably. I, so that whole world is driven by well, yeah, because even a, for a long time, you know, you really saw. Like AMD chips phased out of the data center for a lot of stuff. Well, but they're making a comeback. There were heat issues. Oh, I think a lot of that power was, issues. Yeah, you know, there were like design issues. They weren't really architecture. Issues. Yeah. So, yeah. well, to start with, let's let's just have some real quick basic history. Okay. Here. So, I mean, we're gonna skip like entire branches of historical chips because they're not really around anymore. But first, like there was, I think first there was CISC, which is Complex Instruction Set Computer. And I maybe this may be before or after risk, I'm not sure. I think I think risk came second after CISC. But then there's you know, and then you have risk, reduced instruction set computer. It's basically a computer that's designed to do some things really well at the cost of just chucking everything out the window. Everything else out the window. Like just only focus on these things so it can maximize and optimize what those things are. Like you may have like a risk for like floating point, for instance, or a risk for timekeeping. And that got really popular for a while. And then from that, we have MIPS, which is a very, it started as a very earlier form of risk. It came out of risk, right? Mm -hmm. I think MIPS was aimed at multiprocessing. And you you do still see it now. You see it in, Jathan and I were just talking about this, this the other day. You see it in a lot of NetKit. So you probably have a risk descendant already in your architecture. You see it in a lot of switches, a lot of routers. Uh, because it's really good at that. It's real. It's real low power too, isn't it? Yeah, it's low power. Yeah, this is pretty low, low power. And, and I think it's higher power usage than ARM, but we'll get. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still a lot. When less I say low power, I mean less than like an Intel Xeon. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you do see that in a lot of like appliance based network kit, and then from RISC, you have ARM. ARM is probably the new hotness in the new RISC hotness. lineage. It's it currently it, it's advanced risk machines, but it was previously Acorn risk machine because it started from Acorn computers. I think. Yeah. But yeah, so now they just refer to it as advanced risk machines to keep it more generic. And it aims to, I mean, as far as risk goes, it's it's kind of a step backwards because it aims to re-implement a lot of the stuff they chucked out the window. You know. Yeah. So that yeah, but it's that, doing it in kind of a a new order. You know, like. It's not like they're yeah. just taking the stuff that they threw out and adding it back in the same way that it was there before. Right. Which that's, I know that even true. me saying that doesn't make sense, really. But I mean, but no, I, I get what you're saying. A they, lot of thought trying goes to bring into it back arm. better. Yes, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. They're trying to bring it back better. And it has consistently gotten better through the years. Like, if it you does, compare yeah. what we have now to, you know, like the Shiva plug. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that earlier, too. Yeah. Yeah, I Shiva mean, was ARM V4? V3? I thought it was 3, yeah. Yeah. I think they had two different versions, but yeah. I'm looking it up. 
It's, it's old. I'm looking it up. I don't know the answer, though. But it's yeah, like, so the Shiva plug. Yeah, badass. Mm-hmm. Great. So, I mean, the other problem I have with ARM is it's it's very self-contained. It's a system on chip, right? So typically with like x86, for instance, a lot of the hardware is separated out onto separate chips, like Northbridge, Southbridge, and all that, right? On the actual motherboard. So the chip has a limited scope, which means you can get pretty generic with x86 in terms of CPU, like the kernel, right? Which is essentially what interfaces with the CPU. With ARM, that's not really the case because you do have like variants. So because it's a system on chip, right? So you have often like pairings of like sound systems and CPU or video systems and CPU and things like that that require perhaps more attention than normally would be for x86. And I can see that hurting in the long run, ARM. But the way the ARM is structured, they can't really fix that because that's and that's kind of what empowers their entire redesign is this more monolithic hardware approach, the system on chip approach, right? So I don't see ARM overtaking the x86 lineage. I do. I don't. I, I really don't. I see it. Okay, so let, let, me, let me put it this way. Where would you see it commonly being used? Where do you expect to see it? Like web servers, domain controllers, what? Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about specifically in the data center? Yeah. That's what this episode's about. Yeah. yeah, I know, but we were just talking for a while about laptops and shit, so... Yeah, but I'm, I'm trying to bring it back. Yeah, okay. Bring it back! I think, reasonably, mm-hmm. if it gets to a point where it's as stable as x86 is, which I wouldn't even call x86 all that stable compared to, like... It's not. Like, imagine, like, like the uptime you used to be able to get with, like, Spark. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, That's true. Yeah, like, we're not there with x86, but no. for the most part, right? But anyway, if it's truly low power, which in not in all cases, but in some cases can also mean lower heat, just so we're clear. Not right, right. Mm. I actually don't know if that's true in this case or not with ARM. I don't know if they... Yeah, I mean, you can... So, like, Raspberry Pis, the new Pi 4s, which are ARM V8, right? Yeah. You can run them without a fan. Yeah, it's, you it's can. The last longer. Uh, the with the, the fours the are the fours are a little but, too warm for no fan, but you can. Yeah, I mean it's not like x86. So right? imagine you if you're saving fans, power because you're using less electricity for your actual CPUs, mm-hmm. and you're also saving money on your cooling costs because your data center is cooler. Mm-hmm. So where I could start to see them come into play is like imagine if you. Like networking equipment, things that are meant to be, like, if it got to be stable, things mm-hmm. that are really, really, you know, have to be up 24-7, I think by reducing, you know, your heat element, not like a heating element, but like, you yeah, know, the amount sure. of heat being thrown off by the machine itself, in theory, you could be increasing reliability, right? So if you have a firewall, let's say it's a rack mount, you know, box that serves as yeah. a firewall, if, you know, if ARM could handle the amount of information being passed through it i think that you could have a win there now it's a lot of assumptions there right full disclosure i have no idea if arm actually runs cooler than x86 but i have to imagine that it does really i'm pretty sure it does but so part of that right is because it reaches nowhere near the right processing the, the power processing power. X86. but yeah. how many things do we have in the data center today that don't even touch the amount of like cores and shit that we throw at it well yeah i mean that's a good point but 
there are many cases where you do need that power. Yeah, and I, I agree with then, that. You were then going to need, if you're going to switch that over to ARM, you're going to need more cores. So you kind of negate that benefit that ARM has for it. You, know? you, you, you can buy... do one core, or you can do eight ARM cores. But let's take so. the M1 as an example. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know a whole lot about it, really, truly. Mm-hmm. Other than I know that I bought one for Katie, and it, it has no fan in it. And right. she does just as much, if not more, than she ever did on her old laptop on this thing. And it never seems to slow down. It never gets warm. So it's so like... I what think the most f- of the so magic like, there is in the GPU. Because, you yeah. know, like, consumer stuff and user stuff is mostly GPU. Right, but here's like the, the thing. browser renders on the GPU. Here's the thing. is We yeah. don't even need a GPU in most systems in the data center. Well, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. So, like, the you can't look at M1 benchmark and say oh this would work great in the data center because it's you don't have gpus in the data center so you're gonna have a lot more of that load on the actual cpu right Uh, right i don't really i don't really know i don't know yeah and because i don't think it's a dedicated gpu is it what on the m1 yeah i'm sure it is yeah i think it's a discrete no not discrete uh dedicated uh gpu i mean i mean your phone has Processor. I, I mean, I'm staring at a phone with a, an eight-core processor in it, and similar GPU. And there's no fan in this phone, yeah. and it doesn't get that hot. So I, I think what you're looking at here is that you know, yeah, it's there. I wouldn't say it's ready, but it's it's there. It's getting there. You know. And the whole reason I thought of this topic is like we do have, there are Raspberry Pi farms out there. You can go online yep. and you can lease a dedicated Raspberry Pi in a data center. But why? <laughs> I mean, at that point, after like two or three months of leasing that, you could just afford your own Raspberry Pi. So I don't understand the benefits of that other than having that like that WAN link. But like... You could probably do that at home. <laughs> and... Yeah. 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 I mean, you, Well, I mean, like the public IP not being filtered yeah, by yeah. Your, your ISP. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, we'll just run but, them out of your basement then. Yeah, yeah, you can run that my my basement. My ISP doesn't give a fuck. As long as I'm not botting the their network, they don't care, <laughs> and I'm not. So it, it's a good relationship. But yeah, that is a good thing to consider, right? Is like, why are they in the data center? Like, yeah, power consumption, but they have reduced power. They, so, it, but they, I don't know if that's true, right? Like, it's just it's not an Apple or a yeah, an apples to apples comparison. <laughs> like, I don't think that was an intentional pun. What? But yeah. No, well, it, oh, it kind oh. of is like there's basic laws of right but okay so here's computing, my question right? is yeah. how much comes down to the fact that we've been optimizing our operating systems and our programs and shit for x86 for 20 or 30 years More, longer well there's well i mean there there are operating systems optimized for risk for instance risk os mm-hmm. is one and it was pretty popular but the risk got replaced because it just wasn't powerful enough you know, otherwise we would still see risk heavily used. And we do kind of see that with, you know, MIPS. But I mean, again, because risk started and was engineered to be this highly specialized architecture, you know, based on what function it was trying to achieve, I guess you could call risk like a meta architecture at this point, like x86. Because, you know, you have x86 32 bit, x86 64, x86 64. The thing is, you really can't, you can't compare in the way that we're comparing because. If you had, I don't know how to put this into proper 
mm-hmm. terms here, I guess. If you had an ARM processor that was identical in its capability to an x86 processor, the ARM processor would be faster. It's more efficient. Um, it's a lot of that depends on like what operations it's doing too. Like, yeah. like floating point, the x86 would be better. Well, I was watching I was watching a YouTube video actually about something similar to this where someone took compared x86 AMD and then a cluster of Raspberry Pis and the cluster of Raspberry Pis yeah. was amazing. Like it was smoking mm-hmm. both of them. So I think if you want to compare like a single Pi, okay, yeah, the Pi is going to well, suffer. No, he's, he's talking about like comparing, what do you mean by uh, like equitable, JPON? Like clock speed? No, because I think we already do have that. Hmm. Right? I guess, yeah. Like uh, like flops? Like operations per second kind of a thing? Yeah. Like, um... Yeah. I think that's really highly dependent on what type of operations they are. Because again, like ARM does underperform compared to x86 with floating point. Mm-hmm. So are you doing a lot of geometrical stuff? Like, are you video rendering? Are you doing image rendering? Stuff like that? Are you doing sound processing? Math operations? You know, like for big science? Like, their x86 is going to be hard to beat with ARM. Even if it's like a, the same level of processing power, mm. right? I think clustering it, though, is a more beneficial... That's, I think, I think being also an interesting point, is, like, let's say you replace your one Intel-based, you know, or x86-based server mm-hmm. with, you know, four ARM servers that you now, you know, whatever service you're running, you're running, you know, four times that service. Mm-hmm. You're also running four system-on-chips with that. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but they When you can just use a quad-core. But I'm saying, like, do you still, do you actually end up with better performance while you still have lower lower cost, lower I, energy usage, lower heat. And I'm well, willing okay, to bet so that there probably is... It's not like four Raspberry Pis are going to be less than the power consumption of... Now, granted, like it all depends on the hardware on that x86 too, right? Yeah, but it might actually. But, mm, I think you might be surprised. Because remember, it's not just powering the CPU on those Raspberry Pis. Sure, it's, it's the whole board. The, it's the whole system on chip, yeah. So the board itself, that whole design has to be taken into consideration, not just the, the processing. Okay, the now here's another interesting thing that I just thought of. That's not. Mm-hmm. This is another thing, right? You have lower heat, you have lower energy consumption. That means you can have denser racks, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. You can have 24. So that's, that's the interesting question here is, can you get more computing out of a single you know, unit of space using ARM than you could x86? Okay, so you're thinking if you shoved like a... I don't know, like a 64 machine in a 1U versus 64 ARM chips, which is going to put out the most bang for the buck yeah. in terms of money yeah. and heat and power. Consumption. I think you, I right. think you would in be that same 1U. Yeah, I think you would be better off with the ARM in the 1U. I mean, again, it depends entirely on what you're know. actually running, what right, the network yeah, overhead the is once you introduce multiple systems and shit. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of facets here. I think that's what makes this a really interesting question and conversation. I think you would have to narrow it down to exactly what operations those CPUs yeah. are going to be doing. Yeah. What sort of clustering model are you using? Like, are they all, like, are they using yeah. some kind of ring method or are, do they need a switch? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, so you could compare floating point numbers all day long. It's, you know, how long does it take to encode, like you said, software or a movie or handle audio or, or what have you? I mean, is ARM at that point yet? You know, 
The thing is, though, the thing is, like, when we're talking about, you know, services today, and you touched on earlier microservices, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what we're doing, right? We're writing scale-out applications. And so the thing is, if you can get the same, even if you have to spin up, you know, an extra 20 servers using ARM versus x86, you could ultimately still be paying less, using less energy, whatever the case may be. I don't know. I just think, you know, like, obviously, AWS has their own Gravitron Mm-hmm. processor Gra- gravi- graviton maybe i, I have to mm-hmm. look at hold on let me look it up and i think it's like, graviton you, okay yeah and you need to consider there are low power consumption models for like x86 64 yeah like, but they don't compare they do though anyway right? my, my point so you here can, is yeah i just think like why do we have to run our web servers on x86 we don't we shouldn't have to you can certainly run nginx on you don't have any to but you i to. guarantee I guarantee if you could get the same level of performance at a cheaper price, companies would be doing that by now, I think. No, that's the thing is, I don't think they would because I think, one, nobody's asking this question properly or in the right context, right? Like, Okay. What's the proper context? Well, I just, like, I never walked into a meeting before and was like, hey, you guys want to check out these ARM, you know, instances? You think we could use that for something? Like, I've just never raised the question. All right, Google, for instance. Do you think Google would be using ARM by now? If, I if bet they are. I, I, well, they're not. I don't think so. I don't think they are. They're not. But here's the thing is how much custom code and shit but, is Google using that would have to be rewritten exactly. or newly optimized for ARM, Exactly. Right? I, I don't think so they're using it because... I think that, well, since, and that's since why they switched I don't think, to Go for most of their stuff, probably not much. But so I don't think Google's a good example. Sure. I think Why? we should instead look at more common people who are using common applications that like who? one person could take the time to rewrite and optimize for ARM. Yeah, but then, and then you're, all of a sudden, you're talking about like, I don't know, man, like if you're talking about like a one man operation, they're not going to have the money to be a good a good case study on this. No, no, no. But I'm talking about like a, a medium, many medium sized businesses. Let's say okay. that we actually prove that like most web services ran just fine on ARM. Oh, I'm sure they run just fine. They probably do, the right. The problem is the performance. Like, what are you doing on those web servers? Are they running databases alongside those web servers? Well, are they, well, you know, like a lot of these things. No, no, this is consider. an interesting thing. No, Jathan, this is a really, it's because ARM was born out of a highly specialized architecture, it's really good at some things and not good at everything. Yeah, I agree. And then they, in the process of trying to reintroduce the things they chucked out, they can't do that without becoming another x86. They can't optimize for everything or the operations they're missing. I think what would be interesting is is that they would, it's not necessarily optimized for everything, but you might be able to optimize your ARM chip for your specific purpose. I think that is... So that brings me to another discussion. Sure. That would be the wrong way of using ARM. Okay. Because ARM, it's like a specification, right? You mean like ESXi and ARM? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, good luck with that. It's a thing. That would, yeah, like... I'm sure it runs like shit, though. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I would not want to try emulating. I, I wouldn't either. I, I'm just saying, like, but but that's know. beside to what I'm right, saying right, right, here. Right. Go ahead. So you break to the point of like optimizing, like writing code specifically for the hardware, right? We have hardware, and it is already in data centers called FPGAs. Okay. Where it, it kind of tries to do what Risk originally did. It's a FPGA is fully programmable gate architecture i think something something like that they use it it's really effective in like cracking passwords for instance because you can program that like the chip instructions themselves to do exactly what you want them to do 
and exactly where to optimize. So if you're going to go that route where you're all of a sudden rewriting your software to be centered around a certain architecture, you might as well just go with an FPGA so you can Mm -hmm. optimize the hardware for your exact purpose. Like, why stop at the code? So I don't really see the benefits of using a low-power architecture like that. If you have to rewrite your code to fit within the confines of the ARM spec, I think that's the wrong way to do it. Okay. Okay, so here's the whole thing, right? Did Mm -hmm. you see the link I just posted in Discord? Yeah, I didn't click on it yet. Okay, so AWS has this whole thing called the Graviton Challenge. Mm -hmm. They basically give you a walkthrough for how in four days they want you to basically walk through porting, you know, an example of your application over to ARM. And basically Mm -hmm. at the end, they want you to compare your performance and cost. Mm -hmm. How many, I mean, like how many of those are like, no, I mean, it's, it's, there's no examples. It's like they, they are inviting you to try this. Right, 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 right. So my yeah. point is, though, like, clearly they think that this is doable. Well, they're interested to see if it's doable. They don't think it's doable. Yeah, I, I, that's it's an experiment. Point. It's an experiment. Well, no, I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it's an experiment. They already have these instances. I mean, they must know that there's a market and value in them. Well, how, how are they going to invite people to, do the, to take part in the experiment if they don't provide a platform to do it on? Sure, that's fair. Right. Can so, you guys hear my cat? And like emulating yes, ARM, for instance, is is stupid easy. They may they may be emulating it. No. It'd be interesting to, to know if they were. No, you can absolutely emulate ARM on x86. Yeah, but they're not. How do you know? Because they designed their own CPU or something. Custom <laughs> built. What? AWS Graviton Custom built means a lot of things. Custom built by AWS using 64-bit ARM Neoverse cores. Hey, hey, hey. From the Graviton Rush thing, Damn. probably. Cat. No, just on their Graviton like landing page here. All right. Firefox is complaining about something bad on that page, so I'm, I'm going to read it later. But, yeah, I... So, the whole point, Jathan, is they have the resources to already know if that's effective or not, right? The experiment, I think, is just that. It's an experiment. They want to see just how widespread it would be to benefit them. Mm. If it was unquestionably beneficial, they would have switched already. Yeah, I mean, they offer them. You can go get them and deploy okay. them right now. I can offer someone a fish sandwich. That doesn't mean I like fish. There's a market for it, so I'm going to provide it. That doesn't mean I prefer it or that I'm using it. Yeah, I, I, I don't see them pushing it to the forefront. I see them saying, here, you can use this, and it might help us it's with our with our yeah. energy usage, and that'd be great, and we'll provide some savings for you. But they're not making it their primary choice, and that's yeah, the thing. Like they're, like, they're tapping into the niche market. Right. Because they have the resources to do that. That doesn't necessarily mean that they are using that for their own... And hey, if you think we're uh, wrong, reach out to us at systemsministry.com slash contact. Yeah, if you're actually if you're actually in Amazon Ops or whatever, feel free to hit us up. But I guarantee that they're not using ARM on their personal infrastructure, mm-hmm. on their private infrastructure. Right. So we would have heard about it. We would have. I guarantee Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I. So I. the one thing is I can absolutely see it overtaking like the end user market. I don't want that because I'm, I'm really not a fan of ARM because of so limited it is in its power. But mm-hmm. I can see that happening because something I've noticed is we are moving back more towards a, a mainframe model, but it's shiny. Yeah. We've got yeah. like Google for everything. You know, Gmail mm-hmm. is, use the just use the web browser, don't use email client. Google Docs, you don't need, you know, like Chrome, Chromebooks were a big example of that. Like Those are huge, uh, by the you way. You only need cool. a, yeah. huge. 
you don't need local storage. You just need enough to store an OS. You know, all your documents should be in the cloud. You know, so we're moving back. It, it is weird how history repeats itself. We're cycling back to Isn't this, it? this Isn't it mainframe type model. Yeah, it is. You know, so we're moving back to this mainframe like model. And it's, I don't like it. I feel it's really not, I don't know. It, it just leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. But I see that's, that. if anything, that is probably where ARM is going to excel. Because you don't need to do a lot of local processing in that case. You know? Yeah. The cat is um, licking my leg. Okay, that's great. But why? Maybe it likes you. Well, it likes the way you taste. It's going to eat you in your sleep. It is going to eat you in your sleep. It. Absolutely. Yes. In the, I think in the pre-show or the intro, mm-hmm. I don't remember when, you mentioned the power architecture. Yes. Would you like to share with us about the power architecture? What would you like to know about the power architecture? It's dead. Actually, <laughs> it's not so like dead. Power 9 is pretty big. I'm not a power expert by any means, but uh, we do have it in our, ATS has it in their data center and we push it in places that, you know, can, it can work for. As far as like an alternative architecture, I, I would say that it's, I wouldn't say on par with Intel because it's not necessarily like the same thing as into as what Intel does. It's more mm-hmm. of a it's a bit more like you can't run Power Nine in a workstation. Like it's just it's just not you can't have a workstation that has Power Nine. I mean, I guess technically you could, but it wouldn't be optimized for it. You know, mm-hmm. so it's more meant for like it's more it's meant for like being in the data center. You know, mm-hmm. so interesting. Old time Mac users, yeah, Power PCs. I mean, not like old old, but yeah. So they may be familiar with the Power PC. Yep. I assume yep. that is a direct descendant Power Two, I believe. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. And then it was deprecated when Power Three came. Right. But yeah, that's where Power PC came from. And interesting, also, Power is a risk architecture. Right. So that's why you mostly see it in these mainframes because they're very dedicated towards running as a mainframe. That's uh, like I think, I think the Z series for IBM. I think that's the Z that's, series. That's Z risk. series is is Rust, yeah. yeah, 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 and that's very heavily geared towards data essentially centers. emulation. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah, but it's essentially geared towards emulation, right, right? Because you don't you don't run a web server like directly on your <laughs> on your Z machine. Listen, That'd be listen, dumb. Don't do that. If you did that, it would be a colossal waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> colossal. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Just the power, so, like, just the power cost alone would be yeah. <laughs> Especially yeah. like a static page that a Raspberry Pi can host. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or even just like a, a, like a little VM running on like KVM. Yeah. Or but Power is really good, or the Z series specifically, is really good at emulating, which is why it's commonly used as the new sort of mainframe. Because now we have we've shifted, mm-hmm. IBM shifted that mainframe model towards, instead of running the apps directly, it, it containerized them, quote unquote, in VMs. So, you know, the Z series is great at emulation because that's the only thing it needs to worry about, more or less. Right. Related to that is Power KVM. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's bare metal KVM. It's slick. The, it's slick. It is slick. Yeah. Super, super slick. I, we actually. So, you know, we all. It's cool. We all here love KVM. We do. It's, I think it's the best virtualization platform out there, the best hypervisor, especially tied with Libvirt. Yeah. Because, you know, KVM and Kimu by itself is, or QEMU, or however you say, Kimu. is not really pleasant to deal with. But with Libvirt on top of that, oh, yeah, yeah. it's so slick. So slick. Yep. I love it. So then imagine that on like bare metal and that's power KVM. Real nice stuff. But that is also a, a descendant of basically designing a risk system around KVM emulation, yeah. which is really cool. Yeah. KVM virtualization, I should say. 
So that I did want to mention Power KVM when you mentioned the power architecture. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, sorry, keep, no, keep going. I don't have much else to say. I mean, power is one of those things that if you you're not going to go out and buy it for a single rack. I mean, you're gonna mm-hmm. you're gonna use it for a multitude of systems, and it's going to be expensive, and you're going to spend it that money because of what it does and how well it does it. You know, I mean, you're not going to look at it and be like, well, you're looking like yeah. For instance, like a Z machine is like half an aisle. Right, so, right, 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 right. I mean, you're not you're you not know. shopping for one system. You're shopping for a multitude of systems. They're gonna have, they're gonna work together. They're gonna, you know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things. Like if you don't know that you need it, you don't need it. You know, power tends to uh, yeah. Next quarter, by the way. Hmm. Nice, nice next quarter. Nice. There you go. Yeah. We probably won't have it for another five years, but I digress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Abby. Yeah, thanks. You know, I think that when we had Soldier of Fortran on and he talked about mainframes and, and like, you know, if you want to use power, I mean, by all means, spend the money and, and use power. Mm-hmm. But you're going to find that you're wasting electricity, power, literally power and resources mm-hmm. on, you know, something that you may or may not need it. You know, like it's definitely worth using for these resource intensive like Oracle loves power, you know. And mm-hmm. so any Oracle processes are going to eat up that power, power nine system, power 10 system. And, you know, that's like what it's designed for, you know, versus like an Intel Xeon that's going to be like. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you saying it's, it's Oracle food? <laughs> First of all, fuck Oracle. Okay. Fuck Oracle in yeah, the ear. Yeah. I hate Oracle. Fuck you. Sue me, you bitches. I hate you. Diana Fire. I think the only people <laughs> that actually like Oracle are Oracle are DBAs. People who, <laughs> Oracle. people who work at Oracle. <laughs> yeah. Even the even uh, Oracle DBAs are like, oh, we we, right. we have we have servers that we literally every other day we have to power them off and back on again because Oracle crashes them. Yeah. It's just come on, man. You know? Oh Oracle. Oh, Oracle. But I, I mean, the whole point is, if you need it, I mean, by all means, go for it. You can find some cheaper, lower term or lower cost power items, you know, not necessarily a good idea to run them. You know, I mean, you're mm-hmm. basically buying a whole system. It's not like, you know, you could like part out a power system. Yeah. I mean, you're, they're going to well, send you a whole, a whole box of stuff with, you know, everything. You can with LPARs, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but not physically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> not physically. Yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. you can with LPARs, but. Right, that's a virtual system, not a. Yes, exactly. That's that's a virtual slice. Like... Right, 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 right. Yeah, I'll take five of these like CPUs, just... and I'll take twelve. Well, part of, of it also and... is, you know. Yeah, part of it also is like the Z machines. Like they have so much hardware yeah. redundancy yes. in them. Yeah. Like every yeah. single component is redundant. Yeah. Redundant. Yeah. Redundant. Re- redundant. Has redundant. Redundant. Also. Every hardware yeah. is redundant. redundant. There you go. Welcome to the redundancy department of redundancy. Yeah, and it's all yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's great for uptime, but... Well, it's kind man. of a pain in the butt <laughs> when, when CEs have to come out and replace the parts. Like, uh, yeah. this part is not hot, so we have to bring yeah. the whole thing down. Like, fuck. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's rare for that one part to, to be not hot. Like, for that part to fail, you know. Yeah, I think their goal is hot swaps for us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their uptime... Can and be they're definitely amazing. you're definitely yeah. working towards that. But. They're almost there, man. I mean, like this one, yeah. like we had a, a part go out, and the guy came out, and he's like, "Yeah, unfortunately." Well, before he came out, he told us because we have to like coordinate visits and whatnot now. But right. he's yeah. like, "Yeah, this part unfortunately controls a whole lot of other parts, and so I can't hot swap it because it'll take everything else down." So like, there's like <laughs> that one, like, 
kind of yeah, like a main board, but yeah, not really like a main board. I, I forget what it was. Hot swap ish. Yeah, hot swap ish. Everything on the board swap was it, hot swap, but you don't want. But the board itself was not. Yeah. Well, really, is that true of every part? Right, right, right. No, <laughs> on every architecture, you can hot swap it. Doesn't mean things are going to go well. I mean, you could try. <laughs> you could I try. Think, you know what? You know, when, when I was contract, but you could when try. I was working in Texas, I had bought RAM for a laptop. And for the I'm place, swap it. Right, well, hold on, hold on. Soldered on? No, it was fucking no, no, no. Hold, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, oh my god. Desolder while it's turned on. So dude. I'm sitting there. Yeah. I buy this RAM for this laptop. I flip the laptop on its back and I unscrew the thing and I put the RAM in. I flip it over and I flip the lid. And I'm like, oh shit, it was on. So then I hold the power mm. button down. I reboot. I go into BIOS and the RAM was there. I was like, fuck yeah. So I, you know, mm. I got lucky. Uh, I think that yeah, I mean, I got lucky. It was the only the I could big think worry of. there would be probably like yeah, runtime corruption on runtime disc. corruption. Yeah, or like yeah, if you're saving stuff on disk or yeah. But with RAM, it's you don't you, you don't really run that much. Yeah, you don't really disk. need it. You can take it out of one computer and put it in the next, and keep moving it back and forth as you switch computers. No, well, no, I no. would not maybe do that. No, stop, stop <laughs> but, right now, stop. Because that's officer, that's gonna lead to officer, data this, this person right here. Jaython, just, like to just arrest him. Take take him away, please. I'd like to report a crime. It smells very much bad in here. That interestingly, <laughs> that true. does make me think of the what? What was it? The the cold boot exploit. Uh where a data remained in, in RAM for what was that? Seconds what after was that? Shut down. When was that? That was and you could extend was it. Was that? That was like mid two thousand. Yeah. Well, it affected Maybe XP machines, didn't it? Well, it, everything, was it? Oh, yeah. everything was susceptible to cold boot. I don't remember I mean, what that was. It was a but... hardware. It's a hardware design flaw. Yeah. So the way RAM is, the way RAM RAM worked. It used to. I think every used to work, but you know, <laughs> focused. Well, I, I think it still, it still does. might work. Just the way the software uses RAM has gotten smarter. Mm-hmm. You could basically quickly shut down the computer or just like power it off or whatever. Take a can of compressed air, hold it upside right, down, so you get right, the, the right, right. And spray it directly on the right. RAM, and that gives you a couple seconds. I mean, like maybe a minute or two tops. It was if not you much. Hold the the thing yeah. on it, where you could extract not everything. Not you can get a whole RAM dump, but you got a good a good chunk of it enough to be dangerous yeah. of the right. RAM you could dump, which is really interesting stuff. But yeah, I think so, like the big worry there was that you could extract decryption keys for encrypted hard yeah, drives. Yeah, that was the concern. One of them, yeah. I think they even managed to do it once or twice. I mean, they had to try a couple times because you know it's it's kind of unproduct unpredictive, like how much of the RAM you can mm-hmm. save. There's a little bit of entropy there, but I think they even did it once or twice. And now I think software's gotten smarter about how it manages that. Yeah, that de- yeah. decryption. Process, I, rem- I remember so. that. That was man. That's mid mid two thousands or early two thousands, definitely. And I don't know about. Oh man, no, I don't think it was early. I think it was mid or late 2000. It was definitely before 2010. I'm almost yeah. positive of that. Yeah, but yeah, so that was <laughs> that was insane. It's funny to me though. Talking about that is is what people will try to do to do things. Oh yeah, yeah. More power to them. More, was that a pun? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So Jathan, if you had 15 raspberry 65. Pies, and you put them all in a single seventy-two. Category. How many Raspberry Pis does that cat? One million four hundred twenty-two thousand five hundred sixteen. Fifteen. Okay, Damn now it. if each of those Raspberry Pis is a clam, how many clams do you have? Oh man, how hot are they? <laughs> oh no, like the translation is the hard part for them. You can do it, Jathan. We believe. Well, in not you. every clam will survive an intense heating event. 
Well, there's still plans whether they survive or not. But it depends when they There's switch over. Plans. It depends when they switch over. Does it, like, is the machine the turned on or off? <laughs> With the process complete, how many claims do you have, dead or alive? No, they're not even going to be dead, dude. They're just going to be flames. That doesn't, no, that doesn't, they don't switch. I've, trust me, trust me. Yeah. I've seen my fair share of flaming clams. <laughs> have have, have <laughs> you? And I can tell you... <laughs> Uh-huh. It doesn't resemble a clam anymore. Hmm. I see. But at its essence, at its essence done, whether it resembles it or not. At its essence, it's still, it's still a mollusk. I guess it's a mollusca. Okay. A mollusca. A mollusca. Okay, well then how many how many clams are there? It's fifteen. Jesus yeah, Christ. Why don't you share with us your fifteen clams? He's gotta get it in while he can't. I know. He only has a bit of time to you know We don't let him we don't let him talk very much, you know, so it's fine. I get it. This will be a rant. Oh boy. Oh okay. boy. So last episode, Mute I now. talked with you about my potential internet issue at the new house. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then just yesterday, I happened to... Okay, so here's what happened. So we closed in the house on Monday. Is this about the carrier? Yeah. you've been ranting about all day? We, okay. Are you going yeah. to uh, name and shame the carrier? Yeah. No, for, probably. I, I, I just didn't want to ruin his clams. I do. I want yeah. to ruin his clams. Welcome to Sam's Clam Slam now. Please calm down. <laughs> Is it AT&T? <laughs> no. Please clam. You shush You shush yourself. Now. So, Please clam, Peyton. Sick to the plan. So I was up at the house, you know, a couple times this past week for house things. But we have no cell phone service there. We both have AT&T. So, you know, I don't really want to get internet there sooner than I have to because I don't want to pay for internet in multiple right. places. I'm not going to use it. So. Right. But at the same time, it's like if we go spend weekends there, we're literally just going to have like. No, but, no, well, hold on, hold, hold on a second. And on top of hold, that, hold on a second. You'll have each other. Hold, Bring some. Hold, hold on a second. You're not moving in right away. No, no, he's, he's doing some work on that. What? Yeah. What? Live in one heart, one half, and work on the other, and then switch around. No, I mean it doesn't matter because the, to break our lease, it costs almost as much as to just finish paying the lease for another month. Jesus and a half, Christ! So. You guys got fucked. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, not really. It's just. All of the places around here do that. It's like a month and a half to break okay. right. a lease. Oh, it sucks to be you. So if you're less than that in terms of, you know, no. whatever. Anyway. 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 The whole thing here is, so I was just thinking, like, I had a, a contract. I had a locksmith up at the house on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And he went out to his van to, you know, cut keys and repin my cylinders. Yeah. You might want to start with to switch out the locks, rather, to rekey the locks rather than... I had a locksmith help me because it sounds like you're breaking into the place. Well, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> well, you didn't mention that you closed. And that yeah, the game no. Would be I, I, well, whatever. I mean, anyway. you know, he's up there doing okay. work before he's even closed, you know, cleaning up this and that. Yeah, you don't you know. Don't know. It's an, Why would you do work before you start your closing the house? Anyway. Well, it's too it's late. too late. Anyway. You screwed it up now. The thing that happened anyway. is hey, guy's out in his van and I hear him fucking yell it. And I'm, I'm like, does this guy have Tourette's? He's yelling. Is he just mad? Did he hurt himself? Like, what's going on? Mm. So I just step out on the porch a little bit. And I he hear was it, not playing. He's having a conversation. And I'm mm. like, well, fuck, his phone must work here. And like, of, of every person I've met up at the house so far, like the home inspector, all that, I've asked them all, like, who do you have? Do you have service? And It so might far, not work if he's yelling. <laughs> well, and, and so I ask him when he comes back inside. And he's like, oh, yeah, I have five bars here. And I'm like, well, who the hell huh. do you have? And he's like, oh, it's T-Mobile. <laughs> Uh-huh. And specifically, he has a 5G phone because I know another contractor, the home inspector, had T-Mobile. And he's like, yeah, I have one bar. 
Mm. So I don't know if it's dependent on having 5G or if it was just like, you know, the day and the wind and whatever. So, you know, this guy shows me his phone and he's got five bars of of 5G. So Mm. I'm like, damn, well, what if I just get like a mobile hotspot from Mm T-Mobile and I just use that until I actually want to get internet? So I start looking into it and it's like 50 bucks a month for an unlimited plan. Mm -hmm. But then the device itself is like $300. What? That's not what I had to pay. Mm-hmm. Well, right. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll show you them. But seems anyway, like, seems okay. like so I'm just like so I'm just like. Well, at that point, I may as well, well just get my normal prices. internet because I'm not going to save any money doing this. Certainly. Right. Well, then I get this pop up on T-Mobile's site that is basically like, "Hey, we're offering home internet now." No. And it's based on 5G. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking into this, and they literally send you, like, a, a device that gets cellular service and broadcasts it over Wi-Fi. WAN. But here's or, the thing. Or WiMAX, yeah. Here's the thing. Uh, no, it's not WiMAX. It's, anyway, well, I, I don't know what it is, but it, okay, here's the thing. So it's just generic WAN. All right. Here's the thing. They don't charge you for anything but the service. Okay. So I, I was like, why would I get a hotspot if I could just get this quote-unquote home internet service? And I won't have to pay for the actual device that receives the cellular signal, right? I would check the contract because I did probably. I did. So here's the thing: is I, I if I the read rates decrease it. after like a year or something, they're just tacking the price of the device onto the contract for the first year. Well, here's the thing: there is yeah. no contract. It's month to month. There's got to be some bullshit. Somewhere. No, I think it's a new service, and they want people to sign up, so they're offering uh, maybe that's this crazy promo. So I signed up. It's $60 a month base, but then you get $5 off if you agree to auto pay and you get $10 off if you stick with it for at least two months. So effectively, it's $45 a month. For a couple months. For Yeah, for like two or three months, but that's all I need. Okay, yeah. That's, that's... So I'm trying it. And honestly, mm-hmm. if it's good, maybe I'll just keep it as my, you know, quote unquote, second ISP mm-hmm. since it's we were talking about that. But anyway, here's the thing that sucks about it is it took me fucking two hours talking to a T-Mobile representative to actually get signed up because they asked me, so I have no idea like what kind of packages I'll be able to get at the new house or whatever. It's up in the fucking mountains. Mm -hmm. So they asked me for an address where they should ship the hardware that they're sending. Mm -hmm. So I gave them the address for our apartment and it literally, they're like, well, we can't verify the shipping address. And I'm like, I've lived here for fucking over two years. Like I know my address. I get things here all the time. Do you? And they're like, well, it's, yes. Well, it's not showing up. And I was like, well, just override it. Like, no, we can't do that. So finally, so after, they probably can. after an CSR's hour, mm-hmm. the person's like, okay, we, I got my manager. We figured it out. And I was like, oh, okay, just curious. Like, you know, what did you have to try? I had the wrong zip code. Oh, my God. Not mm. me. The oh person at T-Mobile, they're like, oh, I was typing the zip code wrong. Was it at T-Mobile or at a call center? I have no idea. Well, it's going to no. be at a call center because T-Mobile has outsourced all their call center people. Either way, well, yes, it, of course it they definitely have. wasn't. Yeah, they definitely they definitely have. have. Hmm. Either way, so that I mean, I happens. Had a in a long time. That happens in the first place. Probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you just get it shipped to the the new yeah. house? Because I said I have no idea, like if I can get packages there, where they're actually going to go. Like well, our mailbox you... is just on the side of the road, like up the way. Well, if you, I mean, if you get packages, they'd be on the porch, not in the mailbox. Well, that's the thing, though. It's it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's not, that doesn't preclude you from package delivery. I wasn't willing or to make the stuff. internet my first trial package up there. Like, get some package stuff. The other thing too. is, I don't know if you need an existing 
so like here was the thing that went through my head is can mm-hmm. i just literally plug this thing on in and it'll start to work or will there yeah. be some kind of setup process that requires me to have an internet connection well, you already might on need my to phone the sim card on there but you should be good to go yeah, you don't need internet to do that. But how do you configure like the Wi-Fi Jesus settings Christ. and stuff? Uh, it'll, it's it'll the, be it's flashed yeah. to the device. Yeah. You don't have maybe, to configure maybe. your cable mode. Either way, I just wanted to get it set to our current apartment. I'm going to plug it in and get it all ready to go and then just move it up there and plug it in. There you go. That's it. Okay. That's all you have to do. It should do everything for you. It should tell you the mm-hmm. Wi-Fi. It should do all that. You should be able to set all that up. What's the yeah. concern here? It's, it's not like anyway, it's not like cable where they have it, a tech We're out. getting away from the point here. Well, what's the point? Yeah. Today... Today I get an email that my account's all confirmed and my device is shipped already, which they told me it was not going to be here until the end of the first week in September. And I was like, well, whatever, like ship shortage or supply chain shortages all over, whatever. Like when I get it, no, I get I'll it. wait until when you actually get it. Just because it's shipped today doesn't mean it's going to come. Right. Soon. Well, I mean, UPS says it's going to be here on Friday or Saturday. But anyway, mm, anyway. I go log into the account today because they finalized it and I could actually log in and set my password and all that shit, which hopefully they fixed whatever... By the way, T-Mobile, you dumbasses, whatever your data breach is about, now they're offering people two years of McAfee, you know, theft protection, like the worst service you could ever offer. You could... I think, I'd imagine you'd be able to opt out of that and, and go for the class action money instead. So hopefully, at least, that's fixed because I didn't sign up with as a customer with them until yesterday. Mm-hmm. It is. It's fine. But anyway... If it's fixed at all, it's fixed by yeah. Today I look I log into the account and stuff and I look and it's like, okay, your first bill set up for auto pay will be on September eighteenth, which is a month from today. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. They have an estimate of the bill. Mm-hmm. What do you think it says? Not what you agree to, is my yeah. guess. Did you it read says the fine print? Okay, a month. but here's the thing. It's not it's not sixty dollars yeah, a month. You get have to pay, you know, yeah, you have to do mail and rebates, there there's taxes no, and no, stuff no. like that on it. No. Yeah, your Either first way, bill is always gonna no. be higher than your normal bill. Absolutely. No. Yes. No. So I contact yes. them and I'm like, what the hell is this bill about? Person looks at it. They're like, well, did you sign up using the promo to get $10 a month off? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, it doesn't say that here in the notes from when you signed up. And I was like, well, I mean, I obviously know about the promo. I'm telling you mm. that I signed up. So finally, finally, halfway through today, I get an email like, oh, we've resolved your issue. And now the bill is showing correctly. Okay. So how much but is it showing either way, now? T-Mobile... Forty-five dollars. Okay, well, there you go. Okay. So they fixed it. Either way, T-Mobile blows. They all listen. None of them care about you. Okay. None of them. You're not going to get. Yeah, you're not going to get better service from any of them. Terrible. Okay. It was just so annoying that it took. It was literally an hour. Like, oh well, I, I just can't. Oh, I'm talking to my man. Like, you couldn't verify my address because you didn't double check that you typed the right fucking zip code. Like, that seems like a pretty basic troubleshooting okay, step but to me. Your issue was resolved, right? Maybe not as fast as you wanted, but it was resolved. Yeah, correct. It was resolved. It was taken care of. that to your customer. One Compare aneurysm customer, later, yes. Compare that to your customer experience with like Comcast. I don't call them. What? I don't call That's... them. <laughs> I mean... Not even at your old place? Wow. No, why would I want to so call them? So you didn't call them to have a tech come out and, and fix your, your internet issue? Yeah, you said you were going to yeah. do that. Yeah, you said you were going to do that. I know, I never did. Okay, well... <laughs> okay, why didn't you call them? Yeah, right? why didn't you call them, Jason? Because I don't want anybody in my house. Okay. But you have a landlord. Well, yeah. No, he's going to so. move into his own house. He'll be the landlord. No, I he with this Comcast upload issue. Yeah, right? yeah. We, we were you were trying to get his. We wanted him to get a tech out right, there. which he, he didn't said do. He never called Comcast because he didn't want someone right. in his house. Right. But he rents. The landlord can go in whenever the fuck he wants. Why would you rent if you don't want someone 
You know I mean, what I'm saying? ideally, yeah, they wouldn't. But like, the, obviously, that's my choice. So, like, I don't have another choice. It just seems incongruent. You can uh-huh. rent a house. Uh huh. You have a lot more privacy protections when you rent a house. I mean, you don't know who has I the don't key know if to the house. True. That's true. But you do. It's a lot more flexible means of that. Depends. Ass, but probably no. I mean, it's it's usually across the bar. My point being, Jathan. Anyway, in a couple of weeks, I will giggles. report back on how great okay. this internet is. The lady well, then, after she spent five well, hours, <laughs> after, after, you know, after spending five hours getting my account going, she's like, oh yeah, I just checked the coverage map. You could expect speeds of 300 to 400 megabits per second. And I was like, I don't think so. Well, it's 5G, it's 5G yeah. yeah. Why not? If the guy's getting five bars of 5G, you can... 400 megabits? I mean, it's gonna be pushing it, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you understand that the that four G was a hundred megs, and LTE is like uh, double, triple that, and five G is supposed to be even more than that. Like, there's backups for that. There's, there's a, I mean, there's a reason why they're pushing the five G now because it does push sub five hundred megs per second, megabits per second. Okay. Well, anyway, I'll report back, and I would hope so. We'll see. I mean, what you're saying is that you might make that your primary. I mean, shit, dude. If you're gonna get 400 megs out there off of that, versus the, the 60, 60 megs or whatever, oh, that's all I need is 60. The only thing is, there was a note in there that after you use a certain amount of data per month, they won't throttle you just like straight out, but during peak times. You know, well, yes. what do you think they're gonna do to you? You know, so I'm not. I, you know, that's the thing. This is just a big experiment, uh-huh. and it's gonna be hard to gauge before we actually move in and are using it like full time to know what it's gonna be like. You know, it also can be kind of unreliable based on. So yeah, probably for that. I've read some reviews and like from Wirecutter and stuff like that, yeah. and it seems like it's pretty good when it's good, but it's very hit and yeah. miss. Yeah. Like they did say it never went out, but it was just like there are times when it's just like, what the hell's going it's on with rocks. this? Yeah. So I'm gonna see. You know, I don't think that it's gonna be our primary now, but maybe. Mm. I don't know. You know, I would mm. see. You know what your latency is. If anything, if I was going to keep it around, I might just put like, you know, like I might, I probably wouldn't have like whole house coverage with the Wi-Fi either. Probably not. What do you mean? Well, because. Oh, with their device. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking I would just maybe keep it in like the main area of the house and that would just become like the guest Wi-Fi. And then if we needed to default to it. Well, check and make sure it has what connections it has on it. Because if it has an Ethernet jack, I mean, you could probably, you know, push out a. You know, if you got a UGS. Or, if you or, got a UGS, you could. I mean, you could probably do it with a, your Linux yeah. one too, but it's going to be a pain in the ass. But if you got a UGS, well, maybe not that much a pain in the ass if you use VLAN tagging. But with a UGS, at the very least, you could very easily say, okay, all the traffic on this WAP goes through this ISP connection. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. You know, so you wouldn't even have to wire it directly. You could still have everything on the same like LAN, but anything outbound. Yeah, actually, that probably wouldn't be too hard with your Linux yeah. router. Did you do VLAN tagging? I had set it up, and then I wasn't using it, so I just simplified the setup a little bit. Uh, but I have all the configs laying around. Yeah, if you make use, have use of VLANing, that might be a, a ideal to kind of. It would be cool. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some cool stuff. I mean, what's appealing about it is if it's totally cell tower based. If it had a UPS satellite based, actually. Uh, no, it's, no, it'd be it, it's, no. it has a phone number associated uh, no, it's, with it's it. No, it's tower. It does five. Yeah, yeah, 5G, right. Yeah, but so here's the other thing: is if it had a UPS, it means mm-hmm. we could literally have internet when the power went out. 
You could do that anyways. Which means, and the reason that's appealing to me is because of how fucking expensive getting a landline will be at the house. <laughs> why do you, why oh, do you yeah. need a landline? But I mean, you can... Well, we were going to get a we were going to get a landline so that I mean we don't know what it's going to be like up there. How often the power goes out or anything like that because we haven't lived there. Should probably be able to get a landline fairly inexpensively because it's probably already run for it. You know, sixty dollars a month for a landline for the service. Yeah, Jesus Christ, isn't that nice? That's kind of bullshit. The only benefit in my mind is just why are boomers wasting so much? I know the only the only benefit in my mind is the reverse nine one one situation. But, like, with normal cell phones now, you can put in an address that gets sent. Well, yeah. Or Wi-Fi calling and stuff. I mean, even if you do, like, SIP stuff, you can set up E911. Right, right. I think you actually have to. Well, so, you don't have to, but it's... You're supposed supposed to. to. Yes. Right. So, anyway, there are things that appeal about this potential setup. I will report back on how it is. If I get brain cancer, you know it was bad. (laughs) What? Okay. I mean, for what it's worth, though, I mean, if you have a UPS, you can get uptime in the middle of a power outage yep. with cable. Yep. Just De- it depends. Your... No, if your cable modem's on the UPS and your router's on the UPS, right? Too. Yeah, but it depends if any of the networking equipment in the rest of your, like, right now in our apartment, and the power mm. goes out, even if my modem's on, it we just don't get any signal to the modem. I would check that. That's not how coax is supposed to work. Coax doesn't carry a pair a power line. Anyway, so the, I'm, I'm I'm done ranting about this. Okay, <laughs> coax is just signal. So if 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 your yeah. internet goes out, right. power goes out. That's there's to, something to clarify for SIP. You, I mean, you're not required to, but I mean, just when we say you're not required to, you still really should set it up because it's so important to have that. It's like wearing a bicycle right. helmet. You like, can yeah, you can legally, not do it, but yeah, but it's dumb. It's, it's yeah. dumb. Yeah. Please, please, and everyone will judge you. Yes, for, they will. for that. So yeah, clearly. Oh, I'm absolutely going to touch people who don't wear a helmet. Oh, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Or say nine eleven. Okay. All right. You nine Yeah. All right. Anyway, that's it. Okay. Well, with that, that has been Sis Administrivia. Thanks for coming I'm to going... our TED Talk. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. It is about the length of one. Yeah. This isn't as long, but it's still long. What? No TED Talks are an hour. Are they? Are they? Yeah. No way. Not TEDx. TED, TED Talks. talks. Nah. Okay, nah. that's been Jay Thought, and I'm Peyton. Yeah. See you around. Yeah, this is Peyton. Uh...